This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Welcome back to the Imperfect Creatrix Podcast, the space that was created to share stories. Since I became a mom in 2020, I have become so passionate about health, wellness, and changing the narrative around mindset, movement, and nutrition. On the podcast, I will share all that I have learned and continue to learn, because I believe we are all capable of imperfectly creating change in our lives to help us live authentically and prioritize what matters most to each of us individually. I am so grateful that you are here. Welcome back to the Imperfect Creatrix podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me again on another beautiful Wednesday to listen to another meaningful conversation. So let me introduce you to my guest today. Her name is Hersha, and she is a co-author with me for the Body Bliss Volume 2 project that we'll be releasing sometime this spring spring or summer of 2023. She is someone who is passionate about food and travel, and she has been to over 20 countries to date. She has lived in both Vancouver and Montreal and now lives in Ontario with her husband. She holds a bachelor's in engineering and studied Indian classical dance for 10 years. She is also an entrepreneur and recently started DGV Threads Incorporated with her business partner. I cannot wait for you to listen to this conversation that we had and just to see if anything that comes out of this resonates with you. These conversations, I I talk about it often. I just, I find them to be so very powerful because you will hear that on this you know, on this conversation that we had together. This is the first time that we've actually ever technically really met and got to really um, get to know one another. And so much of what she said, I mean, at the end of our conversation, at the end of our call, we couldn't believe how connected we felt just by sharing some of our stories and some of the commonalities that we have, you know, with one another. So Without further ado, I cannot wait for you to sit back, sit back, (laughs) relax, and listen to this conversation with my new friend and this incredible human, Hersha. Okay, we're back for another Body Bliss conversation today, and I am so excited to introduce Hersha. And this is hey. This is actually the first time that we are truly getting to know each other. I mean, we're a part of this collaborative project, the Body Bliss book, and actually a lot of the co-authors that I've had on. I mean, we've been on some calls together, but we haven't really had like the opportunity to really get to know one another. Um, obviously, I've mentioned on like some of the previous episodes that I found Andrea through a mutual friend of mine and when I heard about this project, I just knew that I had to be a part of it. But also, I think one of the strongest attractions that I had to joining the Body Bliss team was just that sense of community. I mean, I have a ton of people that surround me in my life, a ton of people that support me and that I'm super happy to have in my life and to have guided me along my journey. But there was just a part of like meeting new people, hearing about their experiences and knowing that, you know, we had this commonality together 
um, there's not very many people in my life that I feel like I can have open conversations with about body acceptance and just some of the body struggles that I have gone through with in my life. So I am so grateful for all of these conversations that I get to have. And with that, Hersha, I just want to know um, what made you join the Body Bliss team? So before I answer that question, I'm just going to piggyback off something you said. And it's really okay. interesting because you're saying like how you don't have many people in your life that you can have these conversations with. And for me, I feel like I do have people in my life I can have this conversation with, but I was too nervous to do it. So it, it's kind of interesting how that con that um, self blocks or self doubts are there. And here I am like choosing to write a book about it when I haven't even talked to most of my friends about it. So it, it's really an interesting context there. But to answer your question, um, I came across Andrea because I was volunteering for the YMCA at the time and they had um, a wellness workshop and Andrea was a guest speaker. And so I joined in on that workshop and something about her vibe, I just really liked it. So I followed her on social media and then a month or two later, she she was like, hey, I have this idea for like Body Bliss Volume 1. It wasn't called Volume 1 at the time, which is Body Bliss. And I was like, yes, I got to do this. And I didn't know what I was signing up for, but I was like, I got to do this. Like, it was just like this little, little voice. And then I wasn't able to at the time for my own personal reasons. And then I was kicking myself after. And so like, I promised myself if this opportunity ever comes up again, like this is just a, a Body Bliss book. But if ever the opportunity comes up, at any point in time for me to do it, I'm not going to say no next time. And that was like a promise to myself. So like fast forward a year later, she was like, hey, I want to do volume two. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so like I signed up right away. So that's basically oh how my it God, that's amazing. Yeah. See, I the, this is why I'm so happy we're having this conversation because I didn't know that about your story. Like I wouldn't have known that you were potentially going to be a part of team one. Yes. And now I'm so grateful that you were a part of team two though. And I'm actually really excited to be able to read, I mean, all the chapters, but yours as well. Um, so just curious, what does body acceptance, because I've spoken on other episodes about how this is a book about body acceptance. So what does that look like for you right now on your journey? That's a, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <laughs> my voice. Um, that's a really good question. And I'm, I don't really have a concrete answer, if that makes a sense. I think it's a process and a journey that we're constantly on. And I feel like at different points in our life, we like different parts about ourselves. We like ourselves for different reasons or we judge ourselves for different reasons. And I think it's an ongoing, continuing journey. But I think at the end of the day, it's about embracing who you are more about what than what your body is. And I think we as a society, we get so caught on like, oh, it needs to look a certain way or it needs to be a certain way. But then if you strip all that apart and you think, like I was thinking about it today before I came on the podcast, like I'm even grateful that I have a body that's functioning and able to do everything. You know, some people wish that they had working a working hand, for example, like maybe they're an amputee or maybe something happened or they were born with a birth defect and they can't do certain things with their body. And here I am judging like little parts of myself or holding myself back because of little, little pieces. So like when you take that away I think it's more important to cultivate our own personalities and who we are as opposed to focusing on these little little things because at the end of the day these are little things and I think the most important thing is that we're happy and healthy and we're a good person oh my so. gosh like, there's so many things that you said there that I was like oh my god remember to say this oh my god remember to say that after 
so many things. This is why. And again, I love having these conversations because it even just brings up things inside of me. And it's like, oh, my God, yes, I totally agree with you on so many of those things. Right. And it actually makes me recognize some of the things that maybe I never even thought of. But um, speaking to that, one of the things that came to mind was, you know, for me, it's just I guess I never really even realized too. like I I posted something a little while back. I, I've, I had a lot of people in my life say to me lately you know, wow, like you really changed. And I don't even know which way they they really meant that. I'm assuming they they mean it in, you know, a good way um, because that's how I truly feel about, you know, the changes that I've made in my life um, in the last little while, in the last three years, especially. But um, I seen a post somewhere on social media and it said, you know, like we're supposed to, like we're supposed to change. Yeah. And I was stuck in the same routine, the same patterns for so long. And I had just like identified or put this like label on myself as, as I was just like this certain way. And that was just the way that I was always meant to be. And I never really allowed myself to grow. And it wasn't until I became a mom that, you know, I was just basically pushed into that shift and that change. Right. And um, obviously it was a struggle and a challenge because I had never really challenged myself in that way before. But yeah, we are just meant to constantly keep like growing and changing as our journey progresses. And then, yeah, just appreciating the body that we have that allows us to do so. And that just helps us to grow along the way. And one of the things, another thing I wanted to mention was just that through that journey, I actually discovered like this deep passion for running. Mm. And it was something that I've Beautiful. never done before. Like started running three years ago after I had my son and when I say running like I was literally maybe jogging for like a minute and then I would walk and then slowly I just progressed and um even just like this past year I ran like my last like 5k in like a personal best time with my daughter like in the stroller so it's just seeing like that journey and that growth that we can have and then also in the back of my mind thinking of the people in my life like my cousin for example who's close to my age, he's 30, I want to say he's 31, but he's handicapped, he's in a wheelchair, and he doesn't have right. that opportunity. Oh. So sometimes when I'm running, you know, I think about that. All the years past where I used to, you know, hate my body or despise my legs, for example. And um, yeah, I just think about him, he's never even had the opportunity to use his, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, those are the two things that just came to mind as you were saying that. So just had to had to touch on that as well no, of course and like it's reminding me of myself too when you're talking about like you know the legs and running because I used to run and I used to be in track and I used to dance I don't know I think I think I've shared that with you before so like I yeah, used to be a I dancer professionally right so I remember this one time I had really like pushed my limits and my leg was really sore and I got out of bed in the morning my leg just wouldn't take my weight and it made me like take a pause and be like oh my gosh I appreciate the fact that I have you like it it really it really put me in that space and like it was a temporary thing it went away but it made me take a pause and be like I need to take care of myself and I need to not push it I need to appreciate what I have and who I am so yeah it's mm -hmm. a really important thing and I think when we got get into these body conversations we usually focus on appearance and society standards and all these other things but really you know there's so much more to the body to appreciate and even if yeah even if I couldn't walk like I still have so many so many other parts of myself that I can love and appreciate so yeah so um, this is a question that I actually have been asking the other co-authors. So I'm curious to see what your answer is going to be, because we've kind of so had so far we've had like two mixed 
Um, you know, Becca spoke to the fact that, you know, this process was emotional for her. And then Chelsea was the opposite. She had kind of dealt with her emotion, she said, like throughout her journey. So this writing process, because she has already done previous writing processes, it wasn't as much of an emotional strain on her. But for me, it definitely was like, I don't think it was actually until I got to like the end of my chapter where I was just like, I just released everything because I actually reread a few times and recognized like, oh my gosh, like all the lessons that I have learned and all the things that I thought were so hard and so bad about my life were actually just challenges that brought me to here. So it was actually like a really beautiful moment. And I felt like super mm -hmm. proud of myself. Right. So I'm curious what feelings came up for you during the process. I think, <clears throat> I think it's a mix of both for me. And I say that because I love to write. So like the writing part of it wasn't really the bad part of it, I guess you could say, like once I'm in a flow, I was kind of in a flow, but because it was something so personal that I hadn't ever expressed before, definitely things did kick up as well. And I'm like, oh, can I share this or can I not share this? So like, it was super interesting. The first part of what I wrote flowed amazingly. And then I'm like, I know what I want to write at the end. Amazing, done. And then this little middle section, like just... I would say like the last like two paragraphs or whatever that was like where I was like judging and that was like it was like the hardest part for me to write like I got into this like mode and then you mentioned before that you're a bit of a perfectionist I'm also that kind of way so I, I also didn't want to like hack my what I wrote apart I wanted to trust whatever I wrote and just submit it but at the same time there's a part of me that wanted to read and judge so it was interesting submitting that piece because I was really happy with the first part of what I wrote and the conclusion but that middle part that I wrote I'm still like what did I write what did I do did I actually do the right thing and then I just submitted it <laughs> so oh my, I can so I can totally resonate with that I feel like I kept rereading and then I finally just told Andrea I'm like I don't want to look at it anymore until we're doing like the proof swaps and if anybody wants to swap with me and read but I'm like I feel like I wrote it from a place of like pure emotion the first time around and as I was going back in it, I was starting to change things or I was doubting myself and I thought maybe I'm sharing too much or too little. And I started to, yeah, just second guess. And then I was just like, no, you need to trust yourself, trust the process. And like you did incredible work the first time, like just leave it. So I tried to let yeah. it stay as true to its natural state as I possibly could. But that was definitely not easy. Yeah. And I remember sharing with one of my friends after that I, that I shared that it was on this project and I'm like, it might not be my best writing. Like, cause I know that already of myself because it, it was like a first draft in a way, you know, first or second draft. It wasn't really like edited. Whereas like me, I would have been like, oh, this is a better wording or I'm repeating this or there's a repetition here. But in this case, I was just like, you know, it's out there. That's it. Yeah. I have to say though, um, just from personal experience and like, I, I love to read. And this is something again, that's new to me in the last few years, but I have read right. probably more books in my life in the last three years than I've ever read, like grade school, high school, university combined. <laughs> but some of my favorite books and some of my favorite stories are written by just like, you know, your average person and just like their raw, real stories of their life. And honestly, truthfully, and this is not to like plug the, the Body Bliss book in here. <laughs> no, you can totally plug it I in. Read, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. When I read Body Bliss volume one, all of just those stories that were just coming from, you know, your average person and woman dealing with you know or telling their true struggles and being so vulnerable like that book I, that really resonated with me and that was one of my favorite books that I've read probably this year this past year so That's and awesome. also another reason why I wanted to join the project right so so yeah 
Um, yeah. How that's did interesting you feel? I haven't, I haven't read, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, keep going. No, that's interesting because I actually haven't read the book and I didn't read it because I didn't want it to influence what I was going to write. So. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how did you feel once you finally submitted your chapter? And actually, you know what, once you finally submitted it, how did you feel? But then also what lessons did you like, did you recognize any lessons in there that you had learned that you would like to share? I think for me, the process of submitting was like disbelief, if that makes sense. Like it's like, oh, then, no, I felt it too. oh you felt it too. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was like, it's submitted. It's done. And then I'm like, wait, does this mean I should start telling people I've done this now? Like, is it actually happening? Because I kind of kept it to myself. It was like, I don't know, a little secret. I was like, I don't want to tell people that I'm doing this, but I don't really want their opinions. And I don't really want to talk about it beforehand. I just wanted it to be like as authentic and for me as as possible. So like I told maybe two or three people at most, and that includes my parents. <laughs> so one other yeah. person and then my husband. So it was just like, it was just like this really like small group of people that even knew that I was going through the process because I just really didn't want that external voice or, oh, let me see your draft or, oh, can you check this for me? Or, you know, try to get those, because then those filters can come in and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be saying this or maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Whereas for me, I just wanted to share whatever came up and whatever I felt comfortable sharing. And it was interesting because I had, I had a big notebook actually on the side of like things that I wanted to share. And some of those didn't make it and other things did when I actually wrote. So it's, it's been a process. You know, there's things that I thought would make the piece that didn't make the piece, if that makes any sense. No, it's true. I feel like once you like actually sit and get still with yourself, it was the same for me. And I think that's why doubt came in because some of the things that came up, I feel like are things that I actually needed to heal within myself. But then I was doubtful of actually putting those on paper and out for the world to read, which I'm still like, I, I even spoke to this with some of the other co-authors on the other um, conversations that we had. I, I still fear the day a little bit that that book comes out and people are going to read all of that vulnerability. But I'm also really proud of myself for putting it out there because the more conversations like this that I have with other women, especially the more I'm starting to recognize that I am not alone in my struggles and that although ours may not look exactly the same, everybody has some challenges that they have had to overcome in their lives. And in our case, it's, you know, with regards to body, but that's, I feel like that's, that's everywhere. Yeah. And I think a lot of, but it's just, it's true. I think especially as women and men have it too, definitely. Like I definitely yeah. have my guy friends come up to me about different things about their body and they've talked to me comfortably. But for me, what I learned that was kind of interesting about myself was that for me, I found that, okay, it's acceptable for everybody. Every, everybody else is beautiful. Everybody else, it's okay. If they have, like they, they shouldn't have this insecurity, but me, <laughs> I don't, I don't give myself the same like kindness, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have the same compassion for ourselves, right? And that's actually something that I'm working on too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was also interesting for me because I was like, had I written about this chapter, like for volume one, it would have been a completely different chapter than what I'm writing right now. So in a way, I feel like now was the right time, if that makes sense. Whereas like yeah, if I wrote if I wrote a year ago, it would, been, it would have been totally different. It still would have been beautiful, but it would have been a different process. And it also kind of reminded me about like where I've been with my own body acceptance, because I remember there were times when I was, when I was younger, where I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, damn, you're hot. 
like I would actually see myself like damn I look good and then I'd have this other voice inside that'd be like unfortunately nobody else is going to see it that way so it's like on one hand it's like I'm rising myself up but there's yeah. the other voice that being that's like no yeah. you think so but nobody else will our damn thoughts that always have to get in the way and just like <laughs> try to run the show eh? yeah but it's a crazy uh, thing because it's like deep down I knew it it's like damn I'm good damn I have a great body and yes. like, on the other side it's also that damn you know <laughs> yeah um so just speaking of all that and like I still have that word compassion in my head what would you tell your younger self if you could go back and say something to her and I mean if you can pinpoint an age how old would she be but you don't have to just your younger self yeah I think my younger self knew herself a lot better and was actually very confident in herself even when she was being bullied and I'm saying she as if I'm a different person because I'm imagining talking mm -hmm. to her um, mm -hmm. but yeah I know as as like my younger self even when I was bullied I knew that it wasn't about me and I knew all those things but as I grew older some, somehow those voices did internalize themselves within themselves like in within myself rather so like yeah it's like, yes, I knew it, but I still allowed those voices to create all this other stuff within me. So it's like, so it was like, the, it's like two sides. It's like um, a paradox in a way. On one hand, I know that it's not real. And on one hand, I know that it's not, it doesn't really represent who I am and doesn't really matter. But on the other side, I actually did internalize a lot of it. And I think that, you know, it also like, as I kind of grew and as I went through teens or whatever, like those kind of things, I'm like, oh, I can look good, but I shouldn't look too good. Otherwise I'll be a threat or, you know, people might perceive me a different way or like, I don't want that kind of attention. So it's, it's, it's good. I just look the way I am, you know, like it's kind of like this mm -hmm. love hate relationship with who I am. It's like on one hand, it's like, I'm acknowledging I'm beautiful. On the other hand, it's like, how dare I? Yeah. So it's like this, this contrast constantly. I'm literally picturing like the younger version of myself and I'm thinking like teens and twenties and I can see her and I can, yes, this is actually like exactly what you're describing are some of the feelings that I was feeling back then as well. But like I said, as you're saying it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like having like these aha moments. Like that was me. That was me too. Yeah. Trying to, trying to, trying to people, please trying to do what I thought I needed to do, hide parts of myself to be accepted by others. And again, it's not like every, anybody ever told me that they needed me to be a certain way. I just, I don't yeah. know when along my journey or my life, I internalized the fact that I needed to do certain things to be, to be liked or loved and or feel worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't being true to myself though. So over time that just kept compounding and I found myself in a place where I just didn't even know who I was anymore. Right. And I was doing mm -hmm. things that were making me unhappy, but then I had dug in so deep to these patterns that it was really hard to dig myself out of them. Right. And it's honestly still a struggle. Like I, I feel like sometimes too, I talk as if like, I'm just, I've, I've figured it all out and that's not the case at all. Like I still do. These challenges are still following me, but yeah, my gosh, I'm in such a better place now where I'm able to at least recognize them. And I know what strategies to put in place to just keep moving forward. And these conversations is one of those things because yeah. talking about it is so healing and it's just so powerful. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, I can totally relate to that. Like, as you're talking, I'm like, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and, it, and it's true. So, like, when I talk about certain things, it does seem like 
I've got it all figured out and you know like yeah. even me look in the mirror like damn I look good like that seems like a really good place to be but the other side of it is the other chatter you know oh and it's like yeah. and I think it's a constant journey and like when you talk about change I think that's the only thing constant in life like if we th- really think about it our body and who we are is constantly changing from the time we we're born and it's going to constantly mm-hmm. change until we're seniors and you know go into those other phases right but yeah it's going to change you know so like the part that that's really constant is ourselves and we can work on ourselves and be true to ourselves while we can exactly and honestly the more I get to know like the inner me the more I love the person that I am and that's what I'm choosing to focus on more than anything else yeah so I mean, that might be my favorite part about my body. I always considered my body like, you know, the exterior. And we talked, I talked with some of the other co-authors, like we definitely appreciate the fact that our bodies just move us through life, right? Um, But that to me, like just like my soul and who I am like internally is probably one of my absolute favorite parts. But the funny thing is, is I'm just getting to know her. Yes. So I'm actually excited to continue that journey. So what do you love most? your bar your body <laughs> ditto <laughs> you, you right. basically said it and that's it I think I, I love the fact that I have a body I think that's at the crux of it like what do I love mm-hmm. most about my body the fact that I have it and the fact mm-hmm. that I can enjoy life and experience life through it because can you imagine if we we're just like this soul floating around but we didn't have a body we couldn't eat anything we couldn't meet anyone we couldn't have any interactions it would kind of be I don't know I feel like that's the beauty of life in a way Exactly. And you, I mean, again, I know you love to travel. Yes. So that, that would be a huge one for me. <laughs> yeah. And you've been to, what was it again? 20? Yeah. 20. Yeah. 20 countries. And again, yeah. your body brought you to all those, but your body's exactly. very lucky. It got to all places. <laughs> I know. Maybe, I maybe top five, top five fa- favorite places. Oh, that's really hard because okay. I, I have so many places I love for so many different reasons, but okay. If I have to okay, go top, top two, um, top two. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll still do top five because that's what you asked me. So I'll just go okay. with whatever the places come to my come to mind. So like uh, Kenya, I went there when I was a kid. I was there for six months. I absolutely loved it. I I really connected with the place. Um, uh, Machu Picchu, there's something so incredible about being there and seeing the ruins. Um, so Hong cool. Kong, because I just felt totally at home when I was there somehow, even though I had never been there before and I guess that's my top three I have so many other places I can I can go but yeah those are that's a pretty good top three yeah I have never been to any of those places so that's amazing I've traveled yes actually one of my favorite places my mom brought myself and my sister and actually our my aunt joined us as well we went to Hawaii back when I was like in grade eight and that was like an amazing trip. And then also we have some family in Germany. So we have done like the whole like Germany, Paris, all that stuff. And that was a pretty incredible trip. And then with my husband, we did, um, this was before we were married and before the kids, but we did Switzerland because his best friend was playing hockey there. And that was also pretty incredible, like skiing and doing all that stuff. So yeah, those were some of my, top trips I actually think those are like the top ones that I've ever been on too so yeah nice yeah my goodness (laughs) the time just flies by yeah every time we have these conversations (laughs) I'm like I just I could keep going and going but um 
yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. I just want you, before we end this conversation, I want to thank you so much for, you know, just oh sharing thank you for having your time me. and your space to have this conversation. And um, is there anything, any final things that you want to let the listeners know anywhere that you want them to follow you? Or I guess we could just, yeah, encourage them to purchase the book once it comes yeah, out. Yeah. Check out the book when it comes out. Um, the reason why I'm not plugging any places because I'm kind of taking the a hiatus from social media so you won't find me on social media at this moment but maybe once again when I've loaded again you can search my name and maybe I'll pop up but right Absolutely. now it's just I'm just kind of on this little <laughs> lull phase you can say a little break a little there's break, nothing wrong but yeah I, <laughs> I guess I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and I hope you check out the book and check out our stories because I think they're pretty cool yeah I totally agree. I can't wait for the book to come out. Thank you so much. Thank you for so Shepherd much for having me. It was such a pleasure to meet you and be here. Yeah. You too. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Thank you so much for showing up today and for taking the time to listen to another episode. If any part of this resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with another woman who may need to hear it too. If you want to stay connected, you can find me on Instagram to follow my journey. Accountability coaching is also available. And if you want to learn more, all of the details can be found in the show notes. As always, don't forget to be brave, to trust yourself, and when you're ready, take action.